Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. If you would take your Bibles this morning and turn to Isaiah chapter number six. Isaiah uh, chapter number six this morning. Um, I don't normally normally tell a joke in the morning, but I think I'm going to do it this morning because every, everyone just seems sleepy. All right. So um, I, I just wanted to kind of share this with you. Uh, like I said, it's not normally something that I do, but I actually heard a joke the other day and it was kind of funny. So I thought I'd share it with you. Um, there was uh, there was a young couple uh, that came to this church, and they were visiting this church. Well, this church had a, a bell on the top of the church, and it wouldn't ring for years. They couldn't figure out how to get this bell to ring. And uh, they had this visiting couple come, and they had this young little boy, and this this little boy came to the pastor and said, hey, pastor, I, I heard that your bell doesn't ring. He goes, I really wanted to go up there and try to ring it for you, see if I can make this thing work. So the young boy, the pastor said, okay, go ahead, go right ahead. So he, he's running up this tower, this bell tower, and he, he's running fast. He's so excited to go try to ring this bell. And he trips over his feet and hits that bell with his face. And the bell goes boing and rings. He comes down off of that and he, his mom went up. He was crying, screaming, and mom went and took care of him and brings him back down to the church. And that family left and they began to talk about this visiting couple. They said, do you remember this that visiting couple? I can't remember their names. I, for the life of me, I can't remember who they were, what their names were. And the pastor said, "Well, I don't know, but their son sure, their son's face sure does ring a bell." <laughs> I thought that was funny. So hopefully, I uh, said that right this morning. But um, that's that's me sometimes. I mean, I can't really remember names, but faces I can remember. But uh, anyways, Isaiah chapter number six, if you would stand for the reading of God's word this morning, Isaiah chapter number six, and let's look at uh, verse number eight. The Bible says this, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, this is Isaiah speaking, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Now we know this verse. We've heard this verse, I'm sure, growing up, uh, uh, being saved for quite some time, hearing a message out of this passage of Scripture. But we find a man who was available for the use, for God's use in his life. We find a man who was willing to say, hey, here I am, God, no matter what it is you have for me, send me. But what allowed Isaiah to get to this place in his life where he was available to be used of God. And we'll find that here in this passage of Scripture, but I want to preach on the subject this morning, and it's simple, it's a question. Are you available? I don't want us to look at our neighbors this morning as we preach this message or have a thought about someone who, who, who might not be serving or whatever the case may be. And I want us to look at our own hearts and ask ourselves this morning, Am I available? When it comes to God using me, am I available? And we're going to talk about how we can prepare ourselves to get to that point in our life where we can say yes to God when He calls. Are you available? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for this wonderful day that you've given us, Lord. We're so thankful uh, that we've had the opportunity to come with brothers and sisters in Christ and worship you and 
Lord, just glorify your name. God, we're, we're thankful that we can be in your house today to hear from your word. Lord, I know today it might be a bad week. I know the weather's been nasty this last week and rainy. And God, I, ju I just pray that you would help us to tune in. God, that we would just right now pray to ourselves and focus and say, God, would you speak to me? Holy Spirit, would you, would you speak to me through the word of God this morning? I hope we can all pray that this morning. God, we need you. We need to hear from you because if we come to church today and Lord, not get anything out of the word of God, then Lord, uh, we, we just, we, we need to hear from you. God, I pray that you would fill me with your spirit this morning. I pray that you would give me the strength that I need, the, the boldness, the compassion to preach your word. God, help me to open up my own heart as this message is preached. As we ask ourselves the question this morning, am I available. Lord, would you bless it? We give you all the praise and glory for what you'll do. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. If you've walked with God for any length of time, then part of walking in this Christian life is, is knowing that, that part of this, this walk of faith is that there's times when God prompts you to do something. There are times when God might prompt you to say something encouraging to another brother and sister in Christ. I, I received a text message this week from a brother in Christ that was very encouraging to me. He didn't know exactly what was going on in my life, but it's exactly what I needed. And you know what? That's from God. God prompts us to do those things. Sometimes God prompts us to tell others or share a certain to a certain, certain individual our faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Listen, sometimes God prompts us to step out and act in faith. It's all part of this faith journey. It's part of the Christian walk. All of us who are saved in here today have had a point in our life where we knew that the Holy Spirit was telling us to do something. Let me add this. There's some, probably all of us in here today that have, have sensed God leading us to do something that we didn't want to do. Amen? All right, a lot of dishonest people here this morning. Okay, raise your hand if you say, hey, God has told me to do something and I didn't want to do it. All right, all right, a lot better, okay? We've all been there in our lives where God has told us to do something and we just say, God, I don't want to do it. There's times in our Christian lives where we feel God leading us, where we sense God is telling us to do something and our response is, here am I, don't send me. Here I am, God. Send someone else, please. God, I'm not capable of doing this. And our response, uh, listen, somebody else would be better at doing it. Somebody else would be better at saying it. Somebody else would be better at executing it. You ever been there? This is really a theme throughout Scripture, if you think about it. I think of a, a, a man by the name of Jonah. God told Jonah, Jonah to go to Nineveh. And I want you to preach repentance there in, in that nation, in that city of Nineveh. And, and what did Jonah do? No, he said, God, I don't want to do that. He paid for a, a boat fare and went, uh, went to Tarshish. What a knight in shining armor of faith-filled obedience, right? What about a man by the name of Moses? God told Moses, hey, hey Moses, I want you to, to go back to Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the world at that time. And I want you to go to him and say, let my people go. Moses says, I can't speak well, God. 
God, don't send me. Send somebody else that's, that's more fit to doing this, this, to fulfilling this purpose that you have. God, I'm not, I'm not able to do it. Would you send someone else? What about the prophet Jeremiah? In the book of Jeremiah, the first couple chapters, God lays out exactly what Jeremiah is to do, how he is to prophesy to, to the nation of Israel. And what does Jeremiah say? He says, God, I'm too young. God, I'm too young. Would you send someone else to do this? And it doesn't make it okay for them. It doesn't make it okay for us to, to ignore the calling of God upon our life. It is all part of maturing as a believer. This thing that we go, listen, maturing in our walk with God, listen to this, maturing in our walk with God is not only noticing when God prompts us to do something, but also acting upon it. Also stepping out in faith with that call in your life. That's part of growing in this Christian life. How many of us know that there, were all, there can always be an excuse, right? We, we are so good at finding excuses. There can always be an excuse of why we ignore the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Our flesh will always be able to come up with something some reason of why we can't. And we get to this point in our life where we say, it's God, it's not the right time. God, I need to get some things in order before I do this. God, I, I, I'm, it's not, I'm not the right person. People won't listen. And we can very easily come to a point in our life where we say, God, I'm just too old. Let me say this, you are never too old to serve God. We come to this place in our life where we say, God, I'm just too young. You're never too young to serve God. We can make these excuses of God why we can't serve you, why we can't follow this call in our life. We don't have the experience. We're not, we're not talented enough. We're fearful. God, please just send someone else. Here's my question this morning. What prepares us as a person to respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit? If the knee-jerk reaction of the flesh is to say no to God, what prepares us to say yes to God? How do we get to that point in our life? Listen, I don't, I don't want to be the type of person who is always telling God no. It's like, I don't want to have the reputation in heaven. Oh God, you're, you're going to tell Tyler bro to do something. Here comes no. Here's another no. Listen, no, I believe that if I asked all of us in here today, we, we would say that we have the desire to jump at every opportunity that God gives to us. At every opportunity that God shares with us, that he opens our eyes to, whatever need it is, I, I would say that most of us in here would say, yes, we're willing to do that. We want that in our life. I hope so. Listen, that's the kind of life that we should live to respond in faith when God speaks to us. So how, when God prompts us, can we be ready to say yes? Here in Isaiah chapter number six, we see a little prayer from Isaiah in verse number eight. He says, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Then said I, here am I, send me. I hope that's your prayer today. 
But what prepared Isaiah to get to that point in his life where he said, I am available? We find in this passage of Scripture, it's the preceding verses that prepares Isaiah to get to that place in his life where he says, here I am, God, send me. Number one, I want us to see that he knew God. How was he able to say, here I am, send me? Number one, he knew God. Look at verse number one. The Bible says this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Okay, so we see he sees God sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face, and with twain, he covered his feet, and with twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Understand today, Isaiah being in God's, has been in God's presence, and he sees God's holiness. He sees God's character. He sees the power of God in his life. He hears the voice of God, and it's important for us to recognize that Isaiah's time in God's presence prepared him to say yes to God. Isaiah, the time that Isaiah had in God's presence prepared him to respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And understand today, church, listen, it is our time that we spend with God and in his presence that is going to prepare us and put us in a place where we can say, here I am, God, send me. It is time that we spend with him. And let me say this, and to the degree that we commit to being in God's presence will be the degree that we are willing and ready to respond to the Holy Spirit. The more we're in this book, the more we're willing to say yes. The more we're in communication with God, when we wake up in the morning, when we go to bed and we pray and we talk to him, the more we're in his presence, the more we're willing to say yes, God. Send me. Understand, church, you and I will miss out on the prompting of the Holy Spirit if we are not in his presence. Amen? We will miss out on the prompting of the Holy Spirit if we are not in his presence. This isn't like a one-time thing with Isaiah being in the presence of God. This is a pattern in his life. It's a pattern that he has developed, spending time with God. And the more that he spent time with God, the more God revealed himself to Isaiah. The more God showed his holiness, the more that God showed his power to Isaiah. And understand today that God wants to give you and I a fuller revelation of his nature and of his power and of his glory as we spend time with him. He desires that. Listen, when we see exactly who he is by spending time in his presence, it prepares us to be available for his use. I hope you're with me this morning. It prepares us to be available, to be used of God. Listen, if we, if we want to be available, if we want to respond to the Holy Spirit's prompting in our life, if we want God to work his power in and through our lives, we must, we must continually be in his presence. 
Now, church, if we're here today and we say, uh, I, really, I really could care less about the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I'm comfortable in my Christian life. I don't want to do anything else. I hope that's none of our attitude this morning. I hope we have the attitude this morning to say, God, would you help me to spend time, more time in your presence? Because I want to know what my purpose is in life. I want to know what you want me to fulfill in my life. God, I want you to show me who you are more and more each day. Sometimes I feel like when we say yes to God, he's going to send us on this kam uh, kamikaze mission and we're, we're going to be an absolute failure. And God's looking down at us saying, oh, aren't they so cute when they try to please me? That's not who God is. God doesn't want to play games with us. Amen? God wants us to step out in faith and, and, and allow His supernatural power to work in and through our lives. And if we're not in His presence, we will miss out on seeing His supernatural power being revealed through our lives. We must spend time in His presence. You see, when we are not ready to respond to the Holy Spirit's prompting, we miss out on seeing God do some incredible th things through our life. Listen, do you want to get to heaven one day where you have nothing to lay at Christ's feet? What a sad day that'll be. Listen, let us desire to have crowns and precious jewels and gold to lay at Christ's feet when we walk through that fire. Things that we can present to Him. But listen, we have to spend time in God's presence. Isaiah is getting this amazing revelation of how great God is. And what is it doing? It's preparing him to fulfill God's purpose for his life. Listen, if we want to fulfill what God has for us, time in his presence is not optional. It's essential. Church, if you want to fulfill what God has for you in your specific life, time in His presence is absolutely essential. There's no option. We find here that Isaiah, when we come to verse number 8, he says, Here am I, God, send me. How was he able to do that? How was he prepared to do that? It started with him being in God's presence and he, him knowing God more. He knew who God was. He was holy. But not only that, number two, he, he knew himself. He knew himself. Look at verse number five. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You see, Isaiah's time in God's presence helped him not only to see who God was, but it helped him to realize who he truly was. Before a holy, righteous God, he saw exactly who he was. He was more aware of his sin. He was more aware of his shortcomings. And understand, there are several things that happen when you spend time with God. When you spend time with God, as you get closer to God, you become more aware of the destruction of sin. Amen? He says, when I saw God, I saw the holiness of him. He said, he looked at himself and he said, woe is me for I am undone. And with a man of unclean lips and a nation of unclean lips, he saw and was more aware of the sin that was around him. 
He was more aware of the destruction of sin. You see, our closeness and our relationship with God awakens us to the reality of just how deadly and destructive sin is. John Owen said this, he said, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. Be killing sin or sin will be killing you. See, you not only become more aware of the destruction of sin, but here in verse number five, you become more sensitive to your own sin. How many of you can testify that when you spend time in, in God's word, you become more sensitive to your sin? The things that grieve the Holy Spirit that didn't grieve you before start to grieve you. The things that you know, the, the sin that is in your life, God begins to reveal those things to you in your life when you spend time in His presence. Because when you spend time in God's presence, you see who God is and you see who you are compared to who He is. Amen? You see your sin. You become more aware of your sin, of your own sin. Let understand because now we, we recognize what they are and how, how they grieve the Holy Spirit, and we become more aware. But also look at verses 6 and 7. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. This is an amazing thing here, church. The more time you spend in God's presence the more you become more amazed by the grace of God. Amazed by the grace of God. It's very uh, interesting here in verse number seven. He says, listen, verse number five, he says, I'm a man of unclean lips. And then this angel comes and he puts this coal, this hot coal upon his lips. And he says, listen, they've touched your lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. What We see the grace of God there, don't we? His sin, iniquity is taken away. It's been purged. The grace of God is so relevant when we spend time. It, 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 it's revealed to us more and more when we spend time in God's presence. You would think that Isaiah, when he saw himself, when he looked at God and he saw himself, you would think he would, he would have the attitude of, God, woe is me. God, I'm not worthy to be sent. Right? When, when God gives the call, he could have very easily said, I see how sinful I am. I see how sinful this, this world is. Uh, there's no way that I can accomplish anything for you. You'd think that might be a possibility of how he responds. But he doesn't. He doesn't respond in that way. The thing is, is when you have been in God's presence and he's done a deep work in your heart and you have grasped that your, your need for the grace of God and just how amazing it is that God sent Jesus in your place, for your sin and died a death that you should have died and rise in victory over sin and Satan and death for you because he loved you and because we desperately needed it. And when we understand that, listen, God never opens up our eyes to those things to feel guilty. He opens our eyes to those things to exalt him. Amen. To exalt who he is to see His amazing grace in our life whenever you and I have been in the presence of God and He has revealed things about us, all of a sudden we have a greater grasp of how amazing His grace is. 
we talked a little bit about in Sunday school this morning. I think it was, was Teal that said, I'm just so thankful for where I am today. When I look back at my life and my past and the things that I did, the sin that I was involved in, the things, I'm so thankful that God has brought me to where I am today. The grace of God. When we spend time in God's presence, we see who God is, we see who we are, and we see the amazing grace of our God. And let me say this, when we see how gracious God is and how good he is, then we can say to ourselves, if he's gracious enough to save me, he's gracious enough to use a sinner like me. He's able, he's capable, he's loving enough to use me for his purpose and for his work here on this earth. He knew God, he knew himself. Listen, here's a secret. It's not really a secret, but here's a secret. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen? God doesn't call the qualified. He calls, he qualifies the called. Isaiah doesn't look at himself and say, woe is me. God can't use me. He says, woe is me. I desperately need God's grace. And because God is gracious, I know he can use me. That's what he says. He knew God. He knew who he was. And then lastly, he knew the need. He knew the need. Look at verse number eight. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. You see, not only did he know God and did he know himself as a result of being in God's presence, but also he knew the need. He knew the need. You see, at this point in the nation of Israel, they need a voice to call them back to God. They need someone who's going to step in that gap. They need someone who's going to, to be used of God in that point of their lives. And notice when God gives the call, he shares the need. Isaiah doesn't respond with, God, I know you have the call. I know it's there. And I'd love to answer that question and fulfill that need. But God, I need a little bit more details. He doesn't say, God, let me, let me get my calendar out and, and see where I can pencil you in. No, he says, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. God, I, I have a few things planned, but I'm sure that I can make it possible. Just let me know. He doesn't ask God where and, and which people he's going to be talking to or, or what's the benefits of, of, of this call. No, you see what Isaiah does is he essentially gives God a blank check. Let me ask you the question today. Have you given God a blank check? Have you taken this check that is your life and say, God, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you have in store, but here I am. Send me. Or have we taken that check that is our life and we've, 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 we've made sure that we're not committed in this area and, and we're not already committed in this area, God. We're not, we're not really committed in this area, so you can have these areas, God. Or have you taken that check that is your life and you endorse the back of it and say, God, here it is. God, here I am. 
send me. See, in order for us to step out into all that God has for us, what we have to do is believe that God is good enough that we can trust in Him. Amen? That He is good enough that we can trust in Him. We've got to be willing enough to say, whatever He's calling me to do, I can do it by faith. God, I don't need to know all the details of the call, but if You're calling me, here I am, send me. God, I don't need to know how this is all going to turn out in the end, but, but God, You created me for a purpose, and so if You're calling me to do this, if this is the need that You've opened my eyes to, God, here I am, send me. Isaiah says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, I love God's question. God, God says, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? What's missing here? The name of the one who wrote the book, Isaiah. He doesn't say, Isaiah, where are you? I have something for you, Isaiah. I want you to do this. No, he seemingly gives this broad call of who will go? You understand here, Isaiah's not waiting for this tailor-made call in his life. Isaiah's not waiting for this handwritten message invitation from God to, for this call. No, all Isaiah, all Isaiah needs is to know the need. That's all he needs. It's just to know the need that God has. And let me ask you this question. Do you know a need this morning? I'm not saying a need that someone texts you this week or calls you on the phone and says, hey, I, I really need you to pray for me. I'm not talking about that. Yes, pray for that individual, amen? Be there for that individual. What I'm talking about is do you, has God opened up a need, opened your eyes up to a need here at Fellowship Baptist Church? Has He opened up your eyes of a need at your workplace or in your family? Listen, do you know a need this morning? Because if God has already opened your eyes up to a need, then that is enough for you to fulfill that call. All Isaiah needed to know was, what's the need? I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm here, God. I don't need to know all the details. Send me. He says to Isaiah, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Have you been willing to have that same prayer that Isaiah had? God, here I am. Send me. God, here I am. Send me. God, here I am at Fellowship Baptist Church on July 4th. Send me. God, here I am. Send me. God, you see me. You know who I am. You love me so much. You're so gracious. God, would you, would you please just take my life and use it for your purpose, for your will here on this earth? God, here I am. Can you imagine what God would do through you? Can you imagine what God would do through your family? Can you imagine what God would do through a, through a church like Fellowship Baptist Church? If we all said, God, here I am, send me. God, show me a need. God, open my eyes to a need that you have for me to step in and fulfill. What would it do in the lives of our kids? 
parents? What would it do in the lives of our grandkids, grandparents, if they saw mom and dad and grandpa and grandma signing this check that is their life, endorsing it and saying, God, you can have it all. Here I am, send me. Some of us in here today have not signed that check. Some of us in here today have not come to that point in our life where we say, God, whatever it is that you have for me, send me. You know, you're never too old to do that. Amen? You're never too young to do that. You don't have to get your priorities in order before you do that. That should be your priority. God, send me. Here I am. You know that God is ready. He's waiting. He's waiting for all of us to come to that point in our life. How do we get to that point? How do we prepare ourselves to get to that point to say, God, I am available. We've got to spend time in his presence. Because when we spend time in God's presence, we know who God is more. We know who we are and God will open our eyes up to the need. But church, when, you, when God opens up your eyes to a need, step in and by faith, give it to God. Give yourself to God and say, God, would you please use me? Amen? Are you available, church? Are you available for God's use? This is a big task in Isaiah's life, but he says, God, I don't care. I see who you are. I see who I am. I see your grace. And if there's a need, I'm going to step in. Are you available, church? Are you available? With every head bowed and every eye closed. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.